Evening, guys. Welcome along to the Irish F1 show once again in association with PFT Travel and Rapco, who've been with us for the duration of the season, which is all of a sudden drawn to a close. And it is a great pity because it seems like as soon as the Drivers' Championship was tied up, we started getting exciting stuff happening. So definitely a lopsided season in terms of Max Travel Double Championship, but also lopsided in terms of genuine talking points. And Yes, we're a few minutes behind schedule and kicking this off. We offer apologies for that. But uh, I have a feeling we'll be going well to keep this within an hour, such as the volume of talking points that we have to get through. As always, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Irish F1 Show. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and on YouTube. You can get your comments in. We've had one or two in already. And plenty of reaction last night in particular to the incident involving Max Verstappen and Sergio Checo Perez. So here to uh, jump into the meat and drink of all of this is Barry Rabbit, Richard Carney, and we've Mike Dormady on board with us here this evening as well. Evening, gents. How are you? Hello, it's all good, thank you. Evening. Well, lads, I don't know where to start, but maybe we'll uh, we'll jump into something that we don't often do here and we don't often see in terms of F1, and that's a bit of sentiment, because for me, a magical moment on Friday night, Kevin Magnussen on pole. Yes, a little bit of luck, but... um. Got to be up there with moment of the season, surely, guys. Barry, I'll start with you on this. Yeah, I think so. Um, although I, I, I would, I would question how much of it was luck. To be fair, they, they were all on track, all had the same opportunities, and they more or less were all on track at the same time. Okay, Magnuson got out that little bit ahead, um, but that wasn't by accident either. And uh, you know, he, he, he did the time. At the end of the day, it wasn't. Uh, he didn't have any different conditions really to to those around him, and. Um, as I said, there was eight eight drivers on track at the moment, and 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 K Mag was the fastest and arguably the slowest car of that lot. So, uh, yeah, he's a real fighter. Is is Magnussen? We've seen that, um, you know, through the season, through his career in general. But it was great to see him get the win, get the pole rather. Um, or pole is it? He won qualifying. It's very complicated. But anyway, he got the fastest lap when it mattered in Q three, and. Um, yeah, they, 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 it was great to see, you know, it's nice to see what it means to these guys. We get a bit blasé with the Red Bulls and the, you know, more last year and that the Mercedes getting pole position. So, uh, yeah, it was a nice way to start the weekend. Yeah, it sure was. And Richard, I'm going to come to you next because um, I know you were always kind of a fan of, of sprints. I'm not quite sure was I a great fan of sprints and certainly terminology involving maybe qualifying into practice and all, and we compared the GA terms of preliminary quarterfinals and weird things like that, just to find, try and find some sort of a, a similar analogy. But um, definitely given the time zone, I appreciate we probably have listeners from, from all over the place listening in here this evening, but it definitely is conducive from our time zone point of view to have sprints on over Friday evening. I'm not quite sure in regards time to our time zone would it work maybe if that's at 2 or 3 o'clock in the day. But definitely, uh, it's an absolute gift, I think, from, from our point of view. And it makes that weekend a little bit more interesting because sometimes we can be a bit blasé about sitting down and looking at practice, like, eh, you know what I mean? A bit of shadow boxing and stuff. But I don't know. I, I came away with a different perspective of the weekend and the way it panned out. Um, I'm not quite sure what your thoughts were on it. I'd be, I'd be a big fan of the sprint races. I think I think we should have more of them, in my view. Um I think, listen, give me a sprint race over a free practice tree any any race weekend. You know, we're getting to see some race and some action. Um, it also puts an awful lot of added pressure to 
to the teams where they only get their two free free practices and it tightens their schedules up and it, it just you know and it, it, it makes things like what happened on Friday even happen like with K Mag getting pole position, you know. Like, absolutely, as Barry said, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, he was lucky, but listen, he had to be there, he had to put his car, his team had to make sure he was on the track when he was on the track. Um absolutely delighted for him because like that, you know, he was in Formula One, he left Formula One, he's back in Formula One, his first ever pole position. Um absolutely over the moon for him. You know, we all knew it. Listen, pole position, he was always going to struggle. You know, we all hoped a points finish would be perfect for him and, and he managed that. But um the time frame thing, yeah, I I mean obviously listen, it works brilliant for us on this side of the world anyway that come home from work on a Friday evening and, and, and you have a qualifying to look forward to. Same on a Saturday evening, come home after work or whatever you're doing. And there's, you know, and the same on the Sunday. It, 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 that the sort of the time frame of last weekend, like I said, worked perfect for this side of the world anyway. I'm not quite sure what the other side think. Yeah. And Mike, I'm going to come to you on this um, as well. And we'll add in the actual sprint format in terms of how you think it favours maybe, you know, cars and teams that generally we won't see at the at the sharp end. Um, and maybe you'll explain why you think, obviously, there's a fall-off then. Is it as simple to say that they're just not good yeah. enough in comparison to the others mm-hmm. over a duration of time? Yeah, look, uh, Richard and I touched on this yesterday and then after the race ourselves. Uh, I love the sprint race. And I think it, it was, if you take um, the weaker teams like like the Haas, if you take Mick Schumacher's driving the sprint race, was absolutely fantastic, Right. Um, and he, he just went after it like a little mad dog, to be honest with you, like a little Jack Russell after a bomb, but he really, really drove it well. But when you see that performance, when you try and transfer that into the main race, it's just the car, the setup, the system, the team, they just don't have they don't have the wherewithal to to be able to 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 drive like that in the race. Strategically, yeah, they're not they wouldn't be the smartest guys in the block either, but they're certainly the car certainly doesn't seem to have the ability isn't there, I don't think. You know, um, I don't know what the lads' view on it is, but it, it's great. The sprint race gives those guys twenty laps to just put their elbows out and have a real go. Because on, as long as they stay on the track, they're only going to do themselves some, uh, good, not harm. Whereas a free practice, it's just as as uh, one of the lads alluded to there. It's just for those guys, it's just more laps, um, and it doesn't really do anything for them in terms of their position on the starting grid whereas a sprint race if they get it right can actually push them a little more towards the middle of the pack Barry do you want to come in on that? Yeah I mostly agree I think one of the big benefits I mean I'm, I'm not a fan nor I, I'm not for nor against sprint race and I think obviously you know we have to bear in mind we had a good sprint race so let not that cloud our judgement of all sprint races just the same as if we have a bad Grand Prix we shouldn't you know let that cloud our opinion of all Grand Prix Um but having said that, I think um, if you keep if you keep giving teams more and more chances to practice and refine themselves, um, you know they're gonna they're gonna hit their their own glass ceiling uh, at some point in the race weekend. So, you know, if you come along to a race weekend and you say, right, well, look, you don't have as much practice time, whether it be a, a cut a, a session cut short like we had this year from ninety minutes to sixty minutes, or just the removal of one session entirely. It, it, it gives a chance for other teams to maybe hit the, you know, hit the ground running a little bit better and not then be kind of put back into their, 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 their 
rightful place, for want of a better phrase, um, as as those that maybe start on the wrong foot, find find their feet and get get themselves um, up to speed. So, you know, like if 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 we got rid of practice sessions altogether and just arrived into qualifying. I think it w- you would see more topsy turvy grids just as people kind of find find their way that little bit quicker. Um, you know, it's it's the old it's the old thing with with with, with motor racing. It's a bit unusual where you get figure out who the fastest guy is and put him on the front row of the grid and let them away and then wonder why there's not that much racing. And I think practice only adds to that. So um, I think sprint the sprint race definitely has a part to play on its own right, but by the removal of a practice session, I think allows that to be a little bit less sorted than it might be on other weekends. Richie? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, as Barry's saying there, you take that last practice session away from the bigger teams, the teams, you know, with the larger numbers and more money and the likes of Haas probably have half the personnel on circuit that I say Red Bull or Ferrari or Mercedes have. Um, so probably, as, as Barry alluded, to taking away that last session takes away their refining point to where they actually get to that pinnacle or that level they need to get for the weekend that that that's coming so hence we see a hass on pole and we see you know um the likes of a lando up there really well and and, and you know the, the alpine was right up there and and you know it's um and barry makes a valid point there it's, um <laughs> do we take away the practice altogether and just race off the trail or be damned and see where we end up we end up <laughs> yeah so I suppose in terms of that sprint then the platform for George Russell's famous horse win probably comes on the back of of the sprint Mike is that fair to say yeah look I think he was going really quick uh, in in qualify for the sprint anyway I know he got it wrong and he beached the car but he was probably he was the best thing he could have done though Mike isn't it <laughs> No, Barry. No, Barry. We have enough controversy. <laughs> I don't think he did that on purpose. That was de- that was definitely not on purpose. But but it definitely. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike. But it did have a big part to play in probably him winning the race at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it probably did. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I I struggled to find anyone uh, that would sort of uh, wouldn't be happy for for Russell. I mean, he. Throughout the whole early half and first half of the season in particular, he was the one that was carrying the Mercedes flag almost on his own for a lot of it. He put the big points on the board. He's he's the reason they're going into the last race with only what is it sixteen or nineteen points behind Ferrari for second place in the constructors' title. Um, and he, that's all on that's all down to the work he done. You know when Hamilton really couldn't get the grips with the car. So um, it it it's. I think I think he earned. I think he deserved that win. To be fair, I don't think you could you could say or begrudge him it. I really do. Um, and I yeah, I think the sprint race probably helped him. But you know, he still had to drive it, guys. Um, and when the safety car came out and they all closed up, and you're thinking, Jesus, this is going to get really really tight. You know, Hamlin is not going to let this one go too easy. George was fantastic in that in that in that last session after the safety car. He done exactly what he needed to do, and he drove. You wouldn't think he was going for his maiden when he was like a guy. He just belonged in the car. I felt anyway. I don't know what your view of life is on that, guys. But mm. well, look, I'm going to throw a couple of things here. Um, that's kind of related to it as well. But like, he start, he start on race day, and his resumption after the safety car were big, big things as well, Barry. Would that be fair to say? Is it something you go along with? 
Yeah, he nailed the start for sure. Um, off the off the line outright, and the sa- safety car restart too. Um, so I I, I think yeah, th- there's not much to speak about there, just because he did such a good job on it, I suppose. But which is exactly what what he would want, and anyone making a start would want. Um, the thing that strings to mind to me for the start was in the safety car start was um Perez just leaving like I don't know how many car lengths, too many. Off on the restart at the safety car with a few laps to go, I found that quite quite amazing for someone who's getting millions of pounds a year to drive a race car to leave that sort of a gap. I mean, these guys are out there, you know, teams and millions and millions of euros being spent to find the last tenth of a second, and then Perez sits ten car lengths behind the guys in front on a restart. I just it's a bit of a soapbox. I mean, like I see it all the time in professional racing and I just I, I struggle to understand it at all. That's that's what I remember from the, the restart. Now I know he was on his mediums and he didn't you know he probably wasn't gonna be fighting for the win, but well, why is that Barry? Is that concentration or what do you put it down to? I don't know. That's that like I mean there's really no excuse for it no matter what. But you know when you're like in what other part of a race would you not given the option drive as close as you can to the car in front of you I mean it's literally the whole point of motor racing of any form of racing you know you know whether it be running or or you know I know you don't have safety cars in a marathon or whatever but it's the same concept you know you don't when, when you've given the chance for a lad to you're trying to beat the guy in front of you and you have the opportunity to be either A sitting on his back Lewis is in a marathon no there's which there's a Lewis and a Martin now, apparently. Oh, Lewis. That. <laughs> that only applies if you're a Dublin guard. <laughs> yeah. And it's not Lewis Hamilton and Tombo either. Car- Carl Lewis, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's a bit, I just watch it and I'm just like, it's, it's literally your job here. And he's just leaving these you know, massive gap between the second... Um, the second Mercedes of Hamilton and himself, which in turn kept, you know, the Ferraris behind him and whatever else and just let the Mercs have it all their own way. So, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a strange one. But no, back to Russell, he, he did everything needed and he, he, he did, as, as Mike says, he drove like a like a pro the last few laps and just, you know, just held the gap nice and consistent between 1.2 and 1.5 seconds and um, kept, kept Lewis off and out, out of his DRS zone. Yeah, I'm putting this one to Ollie, but Richie, you're the first one to answer it now. Um, obviously, Russell's on the radio, and he's asking his um, his team order is going to come into play, you know. And uh, the answer is race, but be respectful. You just have to wonder if that's the other way around. Would that be the case? Ah, uh, first off, that must have that must have sent a fair chill down his spine when he was told, "No, he's going to race, but be respectful." Um. I think, um, I think if the shoe was on the other foot, and I'm not being biased towards Hamilton here, but I, I, I honestly think they probably would have been told whole position, um, and not because of any of this nonsense going around that he won't get to be his first season never to have a win or blah blah blah. I, I just Hamilton is the number one driver in the team, um, plain and simple. Whether you like it or not, how well, um. Russell drove all weekend is is neither here nor there. Hamilton is the number one driver. So I do believe if the roads were reversed, yes, they probably would have got told to haul station and bring it home in a one-two. Um, I, I, listen, I didn't see a whole lot wrong with it as in, yeah, when I heard the message initially, I was like, gosh, you're over there. Hamilton's going to win the race here. But 
full kudos to Russell. He he pumped it in the last. Makes more impressive, doesn't it? Ah, yeah, it makes his, his win more impressive. Like it didn't, it didn't phase him. You know, he got his head down. He pumped in his few qualifying laps. He got that that one point five or one point eight second gap and managed to keep it. And and like that, it makes his win all the more impressive. Fair play to him. Mike, can I ask you just to pick up on something Richard has said there? Uh, Richard said, you know, that Lewis is the number one driver. Is he the number one driver or is he the more favoured driver? Oh, now, that's a loaded question. Mm. Um, I'd say I'd say he's definitely the number one driver. I mean, he has to be. He's seven times world champion, 130 wins under his belt. And he is a fantastic pilot. And he's been there and done it all. And he has to be the number one driver, I think. Um, favoured driver? Probably, probably, but what you would you would tend to lean towards giving any any benefit that was there that had to be divided would you would automatically that would surely flow towards the number one driver anyway I would think I don't know but um, yeah probably probably I mean if you if you take there's a couple of earlier races where where there were the guys that weren't running, running for, for first and second but there was no doubt that the strategy in in Mercedes was revolving around giving Hamilton. Uh, the benefit, you know. So I would say, yeah, okay. Answer yes and yes. Barry, I know I asked another question <laughs> after the first one I asked, but you can go ahead with your opinion on both of the the things I asked there if you want. Yeah, I, 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 I can see the angle of you know it's the obvious question: Would Hamilton have been? Would Russell have been told to just sit behind Hamilton if it was reversed? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so because I think to be fair to Mercedes, they've never really played that 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 game. Um, I think it's it's happened that way because the last few years they had Bottas, so they didn't they didn't have to. Let's be honest, you know, Bottas normally looked after that for them for, for Mercedes by just not having the race pace that Hamilton had. Um, but go back to Rosberg and such uh, and stuff before that, they 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 kind of let it play out naturally. Um, so I'd like to think that they 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 would have done the same thing if it was if the other way around, but. I can see why people wouldn't be convinced um, just as quick too. Uh, and to, to Mike's point about the, the, you know, obviously Hamilton, seven times champion, he is team leader, um, you know, in any walk of life. Forget about this being racing and all the rest of it. If you had a, a business and you had someone with that level of experience that Schumacher, that, hear me, Schumacher, that, that Hamilton has, um, Richie's happy there, but throwing his lips saying Schumacher. If I if I said uh, if if you had a business and you had someone with with uh, Hamilton's level of expertise, and then you had a, a you know a new guy be a sales position or whatever that looked that showed a lot of promise, you'd still you'd still probably want your 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 proven guy to take the lead in important meetings. Like so, racing isn't that different when it comes down to it. But however, to continue and really stretch the analogy, if that that new hotshot salesman starts pulling in a few new 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 accounts, things will change naturally enough and quick enough too. And that's probably where we're at with Mercedes at the moment. Well done, George Russell, plain and simple. Um, now, bring us on to our next point. And you'll notice, you know, the, the general gist of the last 24 hours is that despite what I suppose happened and how famous a win it was for Russell, everyone's still talking about Red Bull. We're going to flip it here. We're going to leave that on a little bit later on because um, we want to, I suppose... No, give give George his, uh, his fair juice as well. But also, there's one more little talking point on that before we finish up. And a little bit of an eye-opener. Um, we put stuff out on our Facebook 
Instagram and our Twitter page last night at Irish F1 show again, just to recap on that. And basically, it was the quote that um, David Croft used just after the race on the coverage. And it was, and I quote, you're not crying, George, we are. So um, our tweet went out and referenced that. And we went on to say it's a great moment for George Russell, which it was. And then I said, we are crying too, though, with embarrassment, because that quote is going out across a worldwide feed with a shameless lack of impartiality, right? So that's where the head was at at the time. And then a little bit of, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Maybe the cat among the pigeons, but useful information. Rob King is a series producer with F1. And we have tried to get him on before, but uh, I do have to go through the press office in order for that to happen. And uh, I didn't jump through the hoops yet. But regular listener, which is which is great. And he commented on our um, post on Instagram last night. And he said, well, not the world feed, the UK and Ireland feed. And then in brackets, officially. And then sub-licensed to some other English-speaking territories. But as a UK-based broadcaster, first and foremost, their content will usually lean with Lewis Lando and George. So look, guys, in fairness, that is new information and does tailor things a little bit. So basically, the content is for a UK and Irish audience and then it's subbed out. So I was trying to give Mike a little bit of an insight into how this would work maybe from maybe a local point of view, having worked in radio. So I worked at KCLR and B before and basically a lot of local and regional stations will pay news talk for a network service. So occasionally... I don't know if you have KFM on or LMFM up there, Barry, wherever you are, or Richie, if we have KCLR on or Midlands is on. If you listen maybe at six o'clock on a Saturday, you will hear the same newsreader. That's because they're paying the network to provide a service, basically, that's coming down, right? And a lot of time, <laughs> I hate kind of saying this, but you find there is a lot of Dublin-related content um, that comes down the network and stuff. So... I don't know if it's exactly a like-for-like comparison, but it's the nearest thing I can think of. But does that tailor your thinking a little bit on this whole thing? So uh, are, we saying Crofty is a dub? are we saying Crofty is a dub? <laughs> 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 well, I uh, I could say something there, but I, I think I'll hold off on it, even though we are past the, the watershed. Um you want to come in on that mic there, seeing as you, you what do you call it, you, you stuck up the law there first, uh, metaphorically. Um, yeah, well, it's certainly interesting, isn't it? Because, I, I you know, um, like <clears throat> he made another statement in, in the race as well, which I, I, I was a little bit taken back by when he suggested that maybe Mercedes would let, would, would, would su- suggest George pull over and let Lewis pass so that he maintained uh, the record that Richard alluded to earlier there, that he, he would have won a race in every season in which he's raced. Um, and I was I was flabbergasted by that. I won't lie to you. Um, so like sometimes the guy does the stuff just comes out without any sort of filter or any thinking. I I, I guess. But um, yeah, it, it, based on the information you're giving us now, obviously that's what their fan base want to hear. I suppose that's who they're tailoring it from. Mm, Barry. Yeah, it's so. To, to, if my understanding is correct, it's basically UK and Ireland get to hear. Crofty and Brundle's live commentary, um, but the rest of the world gets their, you know, pre-race or post-race show and whatever else, and maybe there's local commentary put over the top of it. Um, yeah, I, it's, but a lot of them will just take their commentary as well and just yeah, we'll take it as well. Yeah, tailor to 
UK. Well, it's not an Irish audience. It's a UK audience. UK like. audience, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't surprise me massively um, that that's that's the way it's done. And at the end of the day, they, you know, that is their they're probably their the the market that they are, um, I suppose you know playing to, uh, and then if anyone else wants to take it after that, that's fine. But they, you know, their angle, I presume, would be well. It's it's you know we're we're producing it for a UK and Ireland market and that's what we're going how we're going to how we're going to um, call it and if you want it well and good but we won't be altering our our mm. our kind of you know we won't be altering our our our, our broadcast just to 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 suit every potential English speaking country so yeah I can understand it I mean it's you know it's they're you know they're an English team they're an English broadcasting um, team. And there's, uh, uh, you know, three relatively front-running English drivers on the grid. So, um, mm. you know, not not a big surprise to me, I think. Uh, as long as they've been, I suppose, providing content or, or holding the rights within the UK, which I think is from 2012, maybe 2011, but definitely in around that ballpark. Uh, I don't recall hearing anything similar when Red Bull won out and considering their um, team principal is, uh, is UK-based as well, but... Anyway, just putting that out there on record. <laughs> um, so that's some sort of explanation to it all. Um, I would like to think, though, if, if it was the UK and Irish audience, well, where's Eddie Jordan then? Or where's, where's someone like that? Give us give us someone then, if that's going to be the case. And um, EJ is always uh, very entertaining anyway, isn't he? Like, or he has been. EJ is on the other team, isn't he? Anyway, is he with, is he, uh, I don't know, is he with Channel 4? Yeah. Channel these channel days, is he? <laughs> Is he with Channel Four these days? Is he? I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I. I, I wouldn't read too much into it. To, to. To be honest, I think it's natural enough to, you know, for for a bit of jingoism, as they call it. Oh it's yeah, not, not yeah. that unusual. All right. Okay. Well, look, we'll bring it back to more uh, pressing issues and more, more controversial issues, I suppose, as well. And um, or maybe before that, we probably should give Alonso a shout out here, guys, just before it gets heavy again. Um, Richie, do you want to take up the slack on that one? Hey. Jesse drove great all weekend. Um, bit of controversy with him and his teammate. Fairness, um, the young guy trying to overtake the old guy and take his perch on the team. But um, I don't know Fernando. Partless. I, I I thought it was very funny the um, Ocon's team radio after the mm. safety car. You know, you don't hold Fernando. Um, you know, and he wasn't. He wasn't taking no for an answer. He was like, "I'll clear Vettel, then I won't hold him up." And I, no, I just thought, like, listen, fair play to you. You're trying to establish yourself in the team with another young hotshot jumping in the other seat beside you next season. But going back to Alonso, yeah, Adjus, brilliant to see. You know, great, great finish in the in the main race. He was unlucky in the sprint race because he had really good pace. I think he might have fought, maybe have snuck a podium in the sprint race, but. Great race in the main race to start from where he did and to finish. Was he fifth? Was he? Yeah. Yeah. No. Great race. Great race from the Hey, and uh, actually, just on that, I you know you go on a rabbit hole or on YouTube, you end up fucking looking at heaps of stuff. But um, it was Alonso related heavily there last night, anyway. And uh, it's very hard to find that and what happened when he went back to McLaren twenty fifteen and the whole his whole story is bizarre. Anyway, the fact that he ended up back there, but just to, in relation to the accident, like. You know, it was just it was just crazy how there was no data. Um, yeah, I just thought the whole thing was mad. And all you can get is kind of, um, I suppose, computerized illustrations of, of how the accident occurred. 
but uh, it's definitely more than the gusto win anyway. That's all I'll say. But anyway, I'll move back to the here and now, unless you have any thoughts on that, of course. But um, Red Bull related once more, and Max Verstappen related, and Sergio Perez related, obviously. And um, uh, initially, like this, this is not making for for pleasant viewing. It's just like what a dick, basically. That's you know, on, on first glance, and then you hear, oh, I have my reasons for it and all this, you know, whatever. But just to probably put it out there and establish, which most of our listeners and viewers will know at this point anyway, apparently it's in relation to Monaco and in Q3, where Perez spun, <coughs> remained static, the telemetry and the onboard apparently illustrates that, you know, they have an abnormality, to put it mildly, and apparently that's um, Max's reasoning for ignoring an order yesterday. So, Richard, I'll come to you first on, on this. I did put up, um, what do you call it, a post on social media about it as well, which we got quite a lot of comments on. And maybe we'll, we'll feed in one or two of those. But I don't know. I lost a lot of respect for Max for stopping yesterday, to be honest with you. Yeah. After the race, my initial thoughts were, uh, Max, Max, you know, it wasn't much. The team were not asking much of you. You're already the champion. You've already the constructors. Let's give your team a hand, secure a one-two for the team and constructors. You know, and oh, Jesus Christ, almighty! You know, in other circumstances, he could have come away from this weekend with a halo over his head, like he could be Saint Max if he'd have let Checo through, but um. Then, as you say, you hear about all these things, and it's um, you know I had my reasons, and I had like, this reasons, schmeasons. Like I mean, you fucking, you know, Christian needed needed to step in there, like and, and Max, slow down and let him throw, or else, like it, to me, it's like Red Bull. It was the very same when Seb was there. It was like Seb could do what he liked. It didn't matter about the other driver. Now it seems to be repeating itself. But, but it doesn't, Richie. It doesn't matter about the other driver because he's destroying them and they're going to win. He, like, not saying he was right, but it doesn't matter about the other driver because, you know, he's going to. He, there's no way that they're going to back the other, whoever the other driver is, when, when they're so far off Verstappen's pace and when Verstappen is the only one that can bring home the goods for them in, as, as a, you know, champion, um, let's say. So. That's why you end up. That's why Max ends up the way he is, you know, because of it. Because he knows he's he's, you know, he, yeah. he can do what he I, wants at the end of the I day. Do. I do. I take that. that. I take that point of another weekend where they're relying on Max to win a championship for him, or they're relying on Max to win a constructors' championship for him. That's all done and dusted. Surely the team now should prioritize Checo finishing second. The team should, yeah, but. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. Max is, Max is going to be Max. <laughs> the team did, they, to be fair. The team did. The team said... The tried to. The tried Yeah, but yeah. as much as they can do at the end of the day. You say, like, what, if, if, if Christian came on and started shouting and saying, no more, you know, like... You know, if he came on and he started saying to him, Max, you absolutely must. If you don't do this, I'm, you know... I don't yeah, know. Well, I'm, not go- that, I'm not yeah. going to give you your ice cream kind of thing. Like it's <laughs> he's he, and then he doesn't do it. Christian looks even worse then because he can't punish him. 
he just can't like there's no there's Red Bull can't punish Max Verstappen. There's no, no. in no world is that going to happen like because I just think though he absolutely like he screwed himself by not you think like uh, fair enough you have your reasons you have your reasons that's fine and you've alluded to this on the show before Barry like anyone that races a race car to deliberately crash a race car is one of the hardest things you will do. You mm. won't do it. Like, to deliberately go out and crash a race car, like, that, that's, like, mentally, it's one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I never Mike, think of Mike, anyone Mike, that ever Come in. i got to bring in Mike here on this. Yeah, I, I just wanted to pick up on that with Richard, if I can, because my understanding of reading on that was that Checo admitted to Christian Horner that, um, he'd done that deliberately so that he could keep Paul and then he went on to win that race in Monaco, right? And the one thing I wondered about yesterday when I was thinking about it afterwards was um, for Max to basically bring that up on the radio for the world that's listening in to hear was actually quite a dangerous thing to do because was it was it Renault in 2008 with Nelson Piquet Jr.? who deliberately crashed the Hand Alonso world title and young PK had his license taken away and, and Bravatori ended up being kicked out of Formula One. Like, to, to, to be openly speaking like that and saying, you know, and have it out there in, in the wider media, the wider arena that say, yeah, I done that deliberately so that I could win that race. Are there not sanctions for that? Mm, fair point. I think the difference there was with, with, um, with PK was that it was a conspiracy because it was a you know it was Briatore, Pat Simmons to a lesser extent okay. and PK right. and PK's yeah. dad that that kind of came okay. together and PK mm. was told to do it as mm. opposed to you know Max so it's similar no doubt but mm. I I I think he did looking at it I think he did hard knowledge it is and I take Richie's point because I you know it's my own point too but looking at it I think he did do it on purpose at Monaco. Can I bring in another thing, Barry, into this? So we saw Schumacher do it in Monaco. Um, yeah. 06, 07? No, not 07. Um, it wasn't 07. It was off. Just a couple before that, even. Sorry. Couldn't have been before that. But he did do it. And was he got reprimanded. In the Ferrari, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So kind of like a. Really badly at Rascal. An overshoot. Oh, oh, I'm not going to be able to move this. Yeah. Is that more of a similar comparison to make? Well, we've seen a few of them do it. Against Hammond. Yeah, we've seen Rosberg do it. We've seen down. Yeah, we've seen Rosberg doing it. No, Rosberg did it coming down no, into I... the the right hander before the the the, the I would call the lowest hairpin. Oh hmm? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the right hander just wasn't there some incident as well though regards time where he sat deliberately in the pits. Am I getting that right? Or was that Alonso? Did that? That was Alonso and Hamilton. or oh seven, um, or oh eight, oh I can remember oh seven or oh eight, but it was um. Yeah, no, I think at Monaco, it's you know we've seen, we 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 seen uh, Leclerc, and that was genuine. He did do it. He he did take the front corner off it and ended up not being able to start the race. But definitely, there's question marks over Schumacher's Raskas, uh, uh, you know, terminal understeer at three mile an hour into the into the <laughs> bank or into the wall. Um, then there was Rosberg down at the at the overshoot, just the, the corner leading into the hairpin. Um, and then looking at looking at Perez's on board with a bit more of a critical eye, um, you know, I, 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 it definitely looks a bit odd to me. It looks odd. I'm not saying whether he did it on purpose or not, but it looks very odd. Um, 
And it's a bit weird throttle application, all right, in fairness. Yeah, I mean, F1 cars, if you watch them closely now, they kind of all the time is in the brake and they brake almost past the apex before they get back on the power, which is a quite unusual way of driving. And it was the exact opposite. Perez was back on the throttle, you know, way, way before the apex um, and fairly minimal attempt to catch it you know um so i wouldn't be convinced it was an accident i and and if if you start throwing all the, the the various bits of things that you hear um coming through um and then look at the end of the day for stopping done it didn't give him the position for a reason can we think of a you know whether that reason is right or wrong there's obviously some reason why he didn't can we think of a more reasonable reason that's bad terminology but you know what I mean we think of more something that could have happened that isn't Monaco to give him that reason and I, yeah. I, I'm struggling I'm struggling I, to be honest I just honest. don't know why Checo would go and admit that either like he's a victim I think he might have admitted there, it under, under I think it might have been hey yeah Checo, but even privately why did he go and admit it like is he a victim of his own honesty there like well I no. it, if I mean admit it I don't, I'm not sure whether he would have walked in one day and went oh lads listen I never told you so I actually did oh, he was obviously I, I, I think he was under like serious that. scrutiny and don't forget these F1 cars have you know more data channels on them than you can imagine picking up stuff there's nowhere to hide with them and if he got on the throttle you know three tenths of a second earlier and, twi- and twice as hard as every other lap of the whole weekend it's not going to take a genius of a data engineer to to, to put that in front of Christian Horner or, or Helmut Marco. And then he might have admitted it under severe, um, you know, under severe questioning with a lot of backup data. Um, that, you know, that might have been his admitting it. Um, and obviously, it's very, it's very plausible, I think, you know. And then mm. the question then is, well, Verstappen doing what he did yesterday in Brazil and not given that position um, has shone a light on the kind of nefarious attempts of Perez and winning that race that wouldn't have got shone on that light wouldn't have got shone on it if Verstappen hadn't done what he did yesterday by refusing the team order. So, you know, how how much of it was you know how much is this coming to light as a as an accidental consequence and how much of it was like, well, if I make a bit of a show out of this, everyone's got to go looking for the reason why I didn't give it back to him and they're going to very quickly rewind back to Monaco. I still just don't get how he thought he had much to gain. He had, he, he like he was never going to gain anything. He had so much to lose and he has lost a lot. He's lost an awful lot. He's on a big can of worms. He's put a spotlight back on Red Bull just when it was off them. Yes, probably from an advertising and sales point of view, it was wonderful. They're talking about them again and his brand exposure. But it's pathetic. And to be honest with you, lads, um, I'm going to say something now, which modern people will say you're a fucking lunatic, right? I don't really give a shit who it is. If I was in charge of a team and someone did that, I don't give a fuck to be reprimanded for it. It's not good enough. It makes the team look absolutely pathetic. And if you're going to sit there as a team boss or an owner and tolerate all this shit, I think it says a lot more about fucking you. Would you fire if it's happened? Is there not three or four lads? I was actually planning on asking this. Is there not three or four lads capable of winning the World Championship in that car this year? Maybe, but there's one that definitely is. Would you fire him? If you were Christian no. Horner, no. Ultimately, you, this is what it's going to come down to. Are you going to fire him? Would you fire him? No, no, I wouldn't fire him. That's I, it. I would. I would like, like what you touched on there, Kev, from a, a marketing or a PR point of view. 
yeah, everyone's talking about Red Bull, but they're talking about him in a negative point of yeah. view. Whereas, do you know? So what what we're basically saying is Formula One is a team. So Red Bull is is a team of two drivers, and they only really care about one of them. And that seemed to be the case for the last good few years with previous drivers also. Um, I listen. I I disagree with what Max done. I thought he was totally wrong. Um, and it just it, and I, I I don't really want to open this can of worms again, but it just shows the bit of petulance he has. Like we spoke about it privately from when he blocked Sky Sports from interviews. Whereas maybe the right thing he should have done was call Ted Kravitz out and call for a private interview with him. would have been more of a manly thing to do and he might have made himself and I'm not saying he doesn't have to make himself look good I'm just saying from a marketing point of view or whatever it would have made himself look an awful lot better in the world's eye what he done yesterday like for whatever amount of support he did have he's lost an awful lot of it because anyone you speak to like they're saying lad that's it like he's a knock and I know Max Verstappen couldn't give a shit whether you like him or not he cares about winning races which is fine. And we've touched on it before. You think about previous champions. You're not going to win a world championship for being Mr. Nice Guy. You know what I mean? just doesn't happen. And well, that's Richie, where a lot of these guys fall down like. But, well, but I, I, just, I think he should have played the team game. And I think he, there, there was better ways that he could have got back at Checo, I think. But what he got, if, 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 if Checo... You know, let's presume, and it is a presumption, let's presume that Max knows that Checo did do Monaco on purpose. Well, he will, because he would have seen the data, Barry, and he would have seen he jumped on the throttle three tenths earlier than, as you said, every other lap. Yeah, so let's just take that, you know, for this conversation as a given, that Checo did that and Verstappen knows he did it. That's not very teammate-friendly from Checo, considering that was at the point of the championship whereby... You know, he he basically sabotaged the number one driver who he has been employed to support. That make no to to to, to doubt about it. That's what his job role is in in, yeah, in Barry, Red Bull. Can I just can I just say something to you, right? And you can finish your point down one hundred percent. Shoot, I think Checo has repaid Max in more than abundance in what he has done for Max to help him win championship. True. True, true. That's, he has in, on other occasions. I'm not. Now, listen, just to preface this, I think Max probably should have given him the position back in one way yesterday. Um, and I'm not trying to apologise for him. I'm just trying to be, I suppose, devil's advocate and get try as best as you can to 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 look at it from Verstappen's point of view. You, you know, and obviously, like you said, he's 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 going to have a very selfish outlook on life, as most top racing drivers at that level would have. So he might be looking at all the other stuff that we're talking about here and, brand, you know, what does it do for the brand and what, you know, makes Horner look bad and all the rest. And he's just sitting there, hang on a minute, Checo screwed me at Monaco and this is the first chance and now you're asking me to help him. No. And that might be the start, middle and end of it as far as, far as he's thinking about it. None of the rest of it's even entering his mind. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But he's probably looking at it as simple as that. He's just going, no, he, he screwed me out of a out of 10 points at, 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 at Monaco and potentially put on the front row of the grid by doing something that's, you know, basically illegal in, th- in terms of the rules. And, you know, here we are now. He needs my help. And maybe I just won't give it to him. That, and I think that's, that's exactly probably as, as complicated as, as Verstappen looks at it. 
And, you know, all the noise and stuff everyone else is adding to it. He's just sitting there going, no, he screwed me. And I'll, I'll you know, revenge is a, a dish best served cold. And a few months later, he asked me to do something. Maybe I won't do that, lads. And don't ask me to do it again. Now, I think I had a chat afterwards. And I think he's done. I think he's, he's, got, he's done it. He's got, he, he's there, you know, he's got his revenge. The slates are clear. And he said he's going to help him at the next round if it comes to it. But he wasn't can I just that one go on can I put one more thing to you, Barry? Right? Mm. Do you when you heard his his audio after the race, right? And I've listened to it a few times. Yeah. Does it sound to you guys like they spoke about this before the race? Right? If 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 a situation comes up, we might do the old switcheroo with you and Checo, and he went, "Don't fucking ask me to let anybody win. absolutely. Don't ask think... me to move one side and let somebody win. If he's good enough, he should be able to win." That's sort of what I'm getting from it. Yeah, I would agree, Richie. I think it was definitely brought up before, and I think it was probably more specific than somebody. And you know, blah, blah. I say yeah. it was. He did this to me at Monaco, so don't ask yeah. me to help him back. And then the lads even, asked him to do it. But but just even on that point, right? When 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 the engineer said to him, uh, Max, what happened? Instead of saying what he did say, he could have said, well, where is he? He's not in my mirrors. I can't let him through. He's not here on my, on my gearbox. Yeah, yeah, you know? have, so yeah, yeah. He could have had another way. He, he could have handled you know. it so differently. But like the manner in which he spoke, the, the, the whole way in which he delivered that message, you know, he's a 25-year-old guy and he's perfectly balanced. He's got a chip on both, on both shoulders at times, I think, you know. <laughs> I think he just doesn't care, lads. I think this is the thing. Mm. I think he's just like, I'm here to win races. I'm bloody good at it. You know, yeah. they're not going well, to fire reprimand, and people think I'm jumping. There's a common well, thing. Well, he is. Thinking, and the reality thinking, is, though. Oh, hold on one sec, Barry. Hold on one sec now. Hold on one sec now. Now, there's comments coming in saying I'm looking for him to be sacked, which, firstly, I'm not looking for him to be sacked. <laughs> I do think he should be reprimanded. I don't think he's above reprimand. I think that. Well, uh, Kevin, you should be reprimand. sacked for comments like that. Well, I don't care. Sack me then. You present the next. <laughs> are you the I new coffee? Yeah, yeah. Grand. Um, Mike, can I, can I bring you in on this though, bit? Because and you all, you all run businesses, guys, or have or whatever. You've been involved. You know what it's all about. How can you justify this without reprimand? They take pride out of it. He's oh, you can for sure. Instruction. If this is the other way around, regardless of who it is, Checo is getting a much heftier punishment. Morally, is that not incorrect? That's well, all I'm saying. Just just tease it out, though, Kevin, right? So it's easy to say, oh, you should be reprimanded. And maybe you should. I don't know, right? Internally, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. What do you do? You're Christian Horner. What do you do? Like, do you give him a smaller room at Abu Dhabi? Do you have make him pay his own hotel bill? Do you, you know, do you... Do you say nasty things about or not nasty things but you have a little dig in the press like what do you actually do to Max Verstappen <laughs> as Red Bull you, like, don't, you don't nothing. you don't because Helmut the end Marco of the day, absolutely adores him Max Verstappen could walk down the pit lane naked or wear a Ferrari shirt and Helmut Marco will say he's still a great guy it's as simple as that so he's he has that latitude to do to, to behave like that in a way but I would say, Mike, he has that attitude because because yeah. he he has, you know, and yeah, he's obviously, you know, yeah, Helmut Marko is a fan of his, but he's not a fan yeah. of his because he, you know, because 
he writes nice poetry and Hermit Mark no, likes no, it. He no, likes it because he's, he's bloody fast in a race car. And he's I, and the, like, best, that's he's it. the best driver on the grid bar on at the moment. He's in a class of his own. Let's be clear. You could put him in the house and he'd probably still get it up to the front. You know? I have the answer. I have the answer. This is the perfect reprimand of all times. Lock the tube in a padded room with headgear and, headgear and boxing gloves. You just have 10 minutes now, lads. Sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the two? For stopping and who else? Check off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like yeah. in all in in all school terms, guys, would would there not have been some sort of fisticuffs after it? It was all very civil. I would go absolutely crazy. And uh, Kevin, I heard there after. was war. I heard there was war after the, the reports came out. There were fire and bars of soap at one another and everything. Sure, yeah. hair gel and all that. Pillow fight, probably. Yeah, pillow fight. <laughs> Wake out, like, just have it out, like, oh my God, it's just. But I, I just, to, to, like, I don't disagree that, like, from many ways, if Verstappen had it just pulled over and went, there you go, check it, off you go. But I think, as you know, it, it wouldn't have been a, a bad, you know, yeah, he would have maybe scored more points in the kind of popularity charts or whatever in that. Well, let's, um, let's look at it the other way, Barry. Sorry to put across you, but let's look no, at it the other no. way. How many times did Leclerc ask? On the radio, was Science yeah. going to give him the place in fair because of that for the same reason? And he was asking Science to give up a podium. Which yeah. one of you two would give up a podium? Because I know one thing: I take your life for a podium. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that was, but at least Ferrari had the cop on not to, not to ask something right. that they knew was well. In fact, Science said afterwards they said, "Well, you know, everyone knows I'm a team player and I would have done it." Very easy thing to say afterwards, of course, but you know. Yeah. Believable with science, to be fair, because I think he does have mm. that integrity. Um, mm. But, you know, I don't think he would have said it if he didn't believe it. But having said that, I think to be fair to Ferrari, I think Red Bull's biggest mistake was asking, you know, um, was asking yeah, for Stappen yeah. to do it. If, if they knew that they were what they were going to get in return was it was a flat no, like that, which is pretty, yeah. you know, and it looks like it was it was discussed before. So I just think that in all, all, all in, in theory, like you said yourself there, Kevin, run, running a business and whatever else, and it's these, these things aren't that complicated when it comes down to it, you know. If you've, a, if, if you've a lad that you need in tomorrow morning for whatever reason, you need him there, you know, and he, he might be, you know, he, he might be your number one employee or whatever else, and he might do something that pisses you off the night before, you know, are you going to, are you going to give him a, 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 you know, a bit of a bollocking and risk them not showing up the next day and letting your customer down? Or are you just going to go, I'll hold, that, I'll hold that for another day to when it suits me a bit better? Like, And that's Maybe, what you well, have. I, I'd probably also know that if, I, if I'm in that car this year, there's three other lads that fucking win, winning it. But they won't win the next year. This year? It, well, it's like, going to be an even keel. So it's not, it's not fair to say that, I suppose. Next year, yeah, it and, will be tighter. It's guaranteed to be tighter. You can already yeah. see it. Right, yeah, so, and like last year, to be fair, forget about the controversy of it. Like Verstappen, no one else in that car, regardless of who won the championship in the end, no one else in that car, no one else but Verstappen was going to put no. that team in the position to win it, yeah, regardless true. of how it actually panned out. And 100%. At the end of the day, the team knows that, and more importantly, Verstappen knows that, he knows and he knows that he was, and if he, if he knows that he was done over at Monaco, yeah. and as far as he's concerned. He was his 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 teammate, you know, stopped him getting pole position and winning the Monaco Grand Prix. Well, then you know, in his head, he had you know he he has to get that get him back, and and he's got him back now. It's come, all come to light. It's thrown a light on Monaco and 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 has tarnished Checo's win of Monaco. 
Um, and now it's like, right, we're all square again, lads. Yeah, no bother, Checo. I'll pull over in Abu Dhabi for you because, you know, we're, we're even again. And now, that's a pretty... That? P- well, he said he would. He said he would. Really and I think, he said he will. And I think, he, I think, I think it's mission accomplished for, 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 for Stappen this weekend. I think it's literally, he had one on me. I got him back. I've shone a bit of light on this Monaco thing. Right, no bother. Let's go again, lads. You know, a bit of, we 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 have had the we've had the handbags, we've had the you know the the punch up where, where you know let's shake hands and go on to the next one. And I, I think that's that's where and it's, it's as simple as that. He just and, he, and it's all power plays as well. There's loads of that going on too that he's not going to be let get Checo have one up on him. Um, I just want to bring in some of the comments, lads, um, from Facebook where there was a lot of. Reaction. Um, general comments first. Uh, Kenny Kelly, great race, lots of action. Pete McLaren lost out, and poor Kev Magnuson with Checo deserved that place. Max has lost a few fans now, and well done to Russell. He truly deserved the weekend. Aiden Delaney, spoiled Brack comes to mind. Checo puts the team ahead every time. Uh, one time Max has to give a little, he cries. Um, few more. But it's literally Checo's job. Checo's Should- job. Show his loyalty support. to Red Bull right there is the next one. I know each uh, driver race for themselves was a team sport. Uh, Liam O'Sullivan, it sounded like this was already discussed and not agreed. That's Richie Bracken, yeah. you said. So it shows weakness in team management that this wasn't unambig- unambiguous. Uh, clearly, Max wasn't on the same page as team management. Elaine Farrell, very bad form on Max's behalf, not a team player. He forgets the dig outs he got last season, but Karma could come back and bite him next season. Uh, Paul Egan, they said something about being paid back for Monaco. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and we went through the telemetry and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but it's past the watershed. We're on a live stream. Christy Ryan says Max is an absolute. <laughs> Starts with W and ends in R, lads. And there's a few expletives in the middle there as well. So, yeah. Waste winner. A waste <laughs> winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's. I'm just thinking about all the people that's inside in that team now. And. Obviously, they don't care really at the back of it about them too much, do they? Like, does that affect team morale a little bit? I'd say that no. Mick Schumacher for Red Bull next year. I say the three or four grand bonus checks they all got because Verstappen won the championship this year probably helps too. Probably and last that. year, because well, yeah. the constructors this year they all got they all got their bonus checks this year. Every one of them, from the receptionist to the Chief engineers gets gets a, a substantial bonus check when they win the the, mm. the the constructors championship. So, and and you know they know what it's they're 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 in the heart of the beast. They know what's going on too. You know, and it's at the end of the day they're there to win it. And um, yeah, I think I think for stopping just couldn't let it go. Just said no, you got one on me. I'm getting one back. And that's it. And now let's go again. So, um, but it's we'll look, soon find it's, out. Yeah, well, look, will. you know, will he move over for him in Abu Dhabi? That's that's yeah. that's the question. He kind of has to now. Like, if he doesn't do it now, well, then yeah, he's got he's he's really because he's he himself has said he will do it. So he'd be going back himself to, if he doesn't. And I I can see it happening in Abu Dhabi for sure. Um, maybe he might need to check on might 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 outdo him anyways. Kevin Joyce is in touch. Um, Kevin does the first corner podcast. Will Perez play ball in the future? If I'm, I'm not yeah. quite sure, I'm not quite sure if I would. To be honest, I'd be like, nah, it's not a fuck. I don't really care. <laughs> I, <should laughs> just want... I know it sounds a bit naive now. It was silly, right? But next year, maybe if it can be done discreetly, I don't know if I'd be as quick to do as much as I was after doing already. 
That's just why. No, I think I think what will happen there is in, in in Abu Dhabi, they'll all come out hugging and kissing one another, and and it'll be all rosy in the garden. But do you think that's not going to fester in check in the back of Checo's mind at some stage next season if he is asked to do a favor? No, he won't fucking do it. Would you? Would would any of us? No. It's a, here's my chance to get one back at him, and it's go like- on and go on and go on. But it, they'll come all come out hugging and kissing in Abu Dhabi, but. That that will be always at the back of Checo's mind. I owe him one. It'll always be at the back of his mind. You're right, Richard. And he will, they will all come out hugging and kissing. But you have to go back to the point Barry was making as well. It's his job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Job. Absolutely. But it's the same. Like, as Barry touched on, it's the same thing. If, if mm. a work colleague's after doing you fucking wrong, you, you ain't going to forget about it too quickly. You know, regardless of whether he's above you in the ladder or below you in the ladder. It's still going to sit in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to play ball? Next year? Um, yeah, I think he probably Eventually, will. I would say. Yeah, he might do it with a bit of a, you know, a few utterances under his breath or whatever, but as Mike says, it's his job. And he went in there, eyes open. He did, you know, he, 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 yeah. he was going in there to support Verstappen um, to win the championship. That's yeah. it. That's his job. That's literally, you know, they can they, they might say something slightly different in the contract, but everybody knows, everybody that put a piece of ink on that paper but knows that that was and is Checo's job. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the devil's advocate angle is, was he doing that job at Monaco? Absolutely not, no. if he did what, what they think he did. So, yeah. look, it's it's... It's chicken and egg stuff, really, when it comes down to it. You know, you know, did he, did, who, 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 who's won up the tit for the hat and all the rest of it? So maybe they're square now when it goes again. And but no, I, I, I think don't know that next year, guys. I don't know that next year it might be as relevant. Be quite honest with you. Just looking at what's happened in the last couple of races, if I was given my pick of a car out of that grid for next season, I'd be picking the Merc. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely on the well, it's on the upward swing for sure at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. It was uh, I, wouldn't be, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure yet now, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be like listening to all the backroom chat and stuff like an awful lot of the problem last weekend was tire degradation and the way that Red Bull just couldn't manage his tires. Mm, CDs, um, you know, the same with Ferrari, they just couldn't keep a tire on the car, and for some reason, Mercedes could. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy too much into that yet. Like, Red Bull, Red Bull are not going to be too far away next year. I still think Mercedes and Ferrari are playing catch up. They'll lose, they'll lose out because they're not having the wind tunnel, though, won't they? I don't know. I think they'll have all that done. Um, I was going to ask about the the incident between Lewis and Max. Actually, there are guys which I kind of forgot were now into the stream, and um, probably should have brought this up ages ago. But I know there was a little bit of maybe I won't say confusion, but disbelief, I suppose. In our little WhatsApp group, Barry and Richie. Um, where are we now? 24 hours later on this, I suppose. But I'll come to Mike on it first and see what he thought of the whole thing. I, I, I flabbergasted. I, when I saw it happen, I said, that's it. Lewis is getting the five-seconder. He has to get it. Max didn't exceed limits. Max done what any racing driver would do. He had the traction around the outside. They got down alongside of him. Lewis just didn't leave him the car with. I don't care. That's as simple as that. What well, what you can write the new rule anyway, whatever you write. But for anybody that 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 is passionate about racing and has even tried to sit into one of these things, you know right well that that's on Lewis. I don't care, and I'm not changing my mind on that. <laughs> Richie, 
what the fuck can I say? I may play on Lewis now after that shot. I know, the same, the same as Mike. On initial reaction, I thought, fucking hell, that's surely Lewis's fault. He never left him enough room. But looking back at it, it's like it is, it is a tale of two stories there. And, and, you know, you can say Max had the move made. He was down the inside and Lewis is probably sitting there thinking like, sure, you know, well, Lewis probably should have been thinking that this guy has nothing to lose. He doesn't care whether he ends his race and my race and probably leave him the room that should have been needed. Um, also, when you put your driving helmet on, Lewis, like with, with Force and Max as tight to the right-hand side as he did, Lewis backed out with the last minute. There was an undercut on there. He could have just steved it and you had a long straight leading on to a long... Like, Lewis probably would have passed him one way or the other. I do... I do shade Lewis as the fall for that, in my view. Um, there was two of them there. You know, Max had nothing to gain by not backing out of it either. Um, but then that's... We just spent three quarters of an hour talking about Max is a racer. He always wants to win. He doesn't care he doesn't give a shit he's and and sort of good with touching on Barry's point it's like he's getting one up on Hamilton for next season already if you know what I mean just just because I have the championship one don't think I'm going to start backing out of these situations and letting you through and blah 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 but I would I would share it I think both were at fault but I would put more of the blame to lose yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of just confused more than anything else um, about what these new rules that they've apparently wrote actually mean and what, what they are. I'm, I'm, I must go and read them, to be honest. I, have, I read them a while back, but I can't get my head around it, like what, the, what they're trying to achieve here, because um, you need to leave the... If the you know, I think the, the general line is that he had to have... He, Verstappen needed to have his, his car ahead of Hamilton to be entitled to the corner is the kind is, is basically what they're saying and that's what and he wasn't and therefore he got the penalty so he should have just you know backed out of it or whatever well first of all backing out of it isn't as easy as it you know there's no disappear button on the dash you know you have to you have to do something to back out and sometimes that's not always possible um so I'm just confused really what the rules say because how do you get ahead of someone or fully alongside them without being half or three quarters way first. So really what it seems is that you can, you can never get past someone far enough to the point that, that they're, they're, they're not allowed to turn in on you. You know, you get alongside someone two thirds of the way alongside them. The other person turns in on you. Well, it's in your fault because you weren't fully alongside them or past them. It just, it's not, doesn't seem workable to me. Um, and I know they said, uh, they said that at the first corner, if you look back on the video, that uh, Verstappen was a half a car length or maybe a little bit less ahead of Hamilton on the way into the left-hander of the first part of that Senna S complex. So by their own letter of the law then, Verstappen could have, now he was probably carrying a little bit too much speed to do this, but he could have just turned sharp left across the nose of Hamilton for his apex. And then it was Hamilton's obligation to you know stand the thing on his rows, hit the hit the disappear button on the dash and, and get out of the way, and then Verstappen would have been okay. But there's no way that's a legitimate move either. Um I think the problem is that the rules are just I can't make sense of them. I have to look back at them. Um, but the bigger issue you have here is that 
every time Verstappen and Hamilton are going to come together on the track, they're probably going to hit each other. And one weekend, it'll be Hamilton's fault. And the next weekend, it'll be Verstappen's or vice versa. Or, you know, two to one, one to the other. Um, the problem you have now is you've got the two lads there and they're basically, you know, two bulls in the one field. And neither of them are going to back down ever, really. Um, because it's become, you know, really beyond person, you know, personal now. It's just, it's yeah. a sign of weakness if either of them. As somebody said... If you put them into two cars and drove them towards each other to play chicken, they will 100% crash straight into each other. Neither of them will blink and neither of them will turn left. To, but to, but to it's, interesting, Barry, it's interesting, Barry, that Martin Brundle called it on Hamilton as well. Not yeah. just once, but after watching several replays, right? And he'd, yeah. have, been more, he'd have been familiar with... He was he was actually taken back when the when the, when the, the decision Penalty. came up on the screen in front of him. He couldn't believe it either, so... I think I, I think they actually got the penalty. I think he got the penalty because of the second phase of turn two on exit. They both ran wide and they deemed that it was Max that ran Lewis wide on the exit of turn two. And I think I t- I'm like you, Barry. Like rules. I don't know what you'd want to be to read them, but I, I'm pretty sure from my take of it, that's why he got the penalty was he ran him off circuit on the exit of turn two. But only because he was four wheels over the car. The front of the, the front axle lifted and unloaded, and obviously, then you know he had no front end um, turn, turn turning point. So Absolutely agree with you one hundred percent, my man. That's that's the that's you know cause and effect type thing, like. But and I know I I, I know you're not saying that that's why it was Richie, but that is what that that's what they're saying, as as you mentioned. But I just I just don't understand. I I don't understand why they have to make it so complicated. Can they not just have a rule that says if a guy gets a quarter of the way alongside you, uh, give them racing room. That's it. Pure and simple. You know, whether they be up the inside or around the outside, if he gets a little bit there, you need to give him a car's width. And that, that, that should be it, like, you know, in, 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 in every situation, because um, what you have at the moment is, is, is if by their own thing, that they have to get ahead of you before you have a right to the corner. And I just don't see how... You, that basically means that you have to be... You have to either just drive by them, which is a DRS move, or you have to brake so much later that before you even turn for the apex, you have a half a car length on them. Now, if you take that, if you play that out, if you're sitting behind another car, and even if you're an Alonso and you're driving three centimeters off the back of it, instead of pulling out the toe, you pull out that close, you still have the car length of the car you're trying to overtake, plus you need to generate another half a car length to get ahead of them, and you're probably a half car length behind them. That means you have to break two car lengths later, which is about 10 or 11 meters, which is about 20% of a, or 10% anyway, of a, of a big braking zone in an F1 car. It's not going to happen. You're just going to have no overtaking ever, really, other than driving down the straights. And, and, and you'll have no under braking overtaking because you'll never go from a car length behind to three foot in front of another car in 60 or 70 meters of braking. I think it's just going to kill any form of potential racing that the lads will very quickly realise that chances of this working are slim. The chances of it working without any contact are basically zero. And as the attacker, I'm nearly always going to be deemed to be in the wrong and get a penalty. So I'll just wait till the next DRS on or pit stop or whatever. And I think that's going to be to the detriment of, the, of racing, unfortunately. I actually oh, talked to everyone. 
I thought it was a great move for Max. I thought he yeah. broke later. He'd never locked a wheel. He never. He didn't exceed track limits, and he was right. Like he was three quarter ways up the side of Lewis. I think. I. I. I great move for Max. And as Barry said, if stupid rules like this are going to start being applied, forget about car Well, all of a sudden, guys, we're segueing into the final race of the year, which is extremely hard to believe, to be to be quite honest with you. But there we go. And there's a little bit of starting out to do. Obviously, there's a small matter of second place, which is now very much in the spotlight. And um, second and third with uh, with constructors there as well. So there's a little bit of excitement ahead. Um, not for pity, there's still not a championship, but we didn't need a championship the last few weeks to give us some of the most, um, I suppose, standout talking points of the season. But any real general points to make ahead of this weekend in Abu Dhabi, Richie? I think it'll be back Red Bull to the fore. Um, predictive race result. Max leading gives it to Perez. Red Bull 1-2 and they finish 1-2 in the championship. Mike, crystal ball time. Um, hard, hard to disagree with that, really, because Ferrari just don't have the race pace at the moment, even though they had a, a Leclerc drove a great race yesterday after what happened in with Norris. But uh, they just don't, they don't seem to be as quick as they are putting it up to Red Bull the way they did earlier in the season. So, yeah, I'm inclined to think. But I, I am actually also thinking that Ferrari have to be really, really, really smart and careful and don't mess up like they did again this time in strategy with, with what they're doing because Mercedes are only 19 points behind them. They could very, very easily finish third in this champ, Constructors' Championship if they're not careful. Barry? Just had a bit of a thought. Verstappen said that he would help Sergio come the last race if it, if it matters in the championship. They're going into it literally neck and neck. There's no difference between Leclerc and they're the same amount of points, whatever that is, number is. That's a pretty big, potentially quite clever thing for, for Stappen to say because the only way he would actually be able to help Perez is if the Ferraris are ahead of both of them. Because if, Perez, if, if Verstappen is leading... And Perez is directly behind him. He doesn't need to give him the position because, by extension, Perez is ahead of Leclerc. Mm, so he's exactly. got to win. He's got to. He's got to score more points than Leclerc. Mm. He doesn't need to give him the win. The only way that it actually could actually pan out is if Leclerc is up the road a bit and ahead of them. They actually can't even pan out this way. And Verstappen is second, and Perez is third. Well, it doesn't matter. Leclerc is going to win that one as well. Yeah. So I actually don't think I'm only thinking it out here. There probably is some variation of it whereby Verstappen can help Perez, but be a very specific circumstance where. He so can who's going to say it first, guys? Who's going to say it first? Go on then. Is it? Does he mean by helping him if he has to that um, there'll be a little moment where two wheels will bang somewhere and the circle will be. Egg, exit stage. <laughs> Jesus, we have a great opinion of El Max, don't we? <laughs> he's fond of it, like. Yeah, I, I don't know whether he got up. Yeah, look, I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think he can help Perez. That's the thing. He, if it does, it's only down to whether Perez finishes ahead of Leclerc. It's not by how much yeah. he finishes ahead of him. So mm-hmm. just try and play it out in your head. If if Verstappen's first and Leclerc is second, yeah, well, he can't do anything. Because he's going to let Leclerc buy in, in, in letting. Um, what if, what buy, if Leclerc so. is in third and all over Pires? 
Well, he just say, well, what? Let, let him through. And, let me race through and put him between him and Leclerc. Mm. And, then, and then Perez says, and if it's still like that in the last lap, I'll give it back to you. Finish Leclerc takes it anyway because by virtue of more wins, so yeah, yeah, the the the, mm. the count back, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think something has to happen, something, something, so especially after this weekend, something has to happen with the Red Bulls. Max will have to do something just. If he's only to tie his shoelaces for him, he'd have to <laughs> get do him a, something. Get him a coffee or something. On <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't Brilliant. see it. Yeah, well, look, we'll see. If not, we're, we're definitely going to have um, a bit of crack next week, seeing as it is the, I suppose, the, the last race that we're going to review. But we might have an interview or two before the year is out as well. We have a couple of things to work on in the background. But yeah, there we go. That's the joys of well, it. At, um, at least they should be further up the grid into turn one so they don't have to worry about Danny Rick giving him a little tap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Danny. Yeah, we didn't Poor actually Danny. report to that earlier, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a bit of an own goal there. I, think. I was trying to actually, I was raging. I, I had a great little thing planned there when um, himself and Ricardo, sorry, Ricardo and Magnussen, sorry, we're standing outside the safety car. It was just like two lads looking for a fucking spin into town off taxi driver. It was <laughs> absolutely brilliant. But like, obviously, I, I couldn't skip back and, and take a little recording or whatever. I, I obviously don't have Sky Lads. <laughs> I promise you, know, it is a legit service. Absolutely a legit service. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was deadly. It was like so many memes. But um, F1 memes on Twitter or on um, Instagram is a great thing to follow for that kind of stuff as well. Guys, I better let you all go to bed. Um, Baz, I think you've yep. got to change the jumper as well. You're telling us off here. Yep. <laughs> and it's not from hard of... work, Baz. It's not from hard work. No, 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 no. It's a bit of a. It was a bit you of a baby. Picking the spuds, as the lad says. There was a bit of a. There was a bit of a baby burping innocent incident about thirty seconds before we went live. But sorry, right, as I said, we can. You can't see it, but I can smell it. So. <laughs> Race control world investigating anyway. It's a fairly straightforward one. The glamorous day. world yeah. of broadcasting and motorsport. That's it. Well, I better let you go. Or you could have a penalty tomorrow. <laughs> hey guys, thanks a million. Appreciate it. Look after yourselves. Bye, Mike Ritchie and Barry. That's the story for the evening. We're going to get the audio up on Spotify very, very soon. Probably in the next half hour or so. Um, and thanks to everyone for for sending in the comments for listening. Reviews, ratings on Apple and Spotify. If you can hit the, the five stars and give us a little review if you like it, that, that helps massively. We're going to give a shout out to PFT Travel and to Rapcore sponsors. And if you do enjoy what we do, we have a Buy Me a Coffee link in the stream as well. You can support us for the price of a coffee. So that's where we leave it. Thanks again to everyone. And we'll chat to you again probably in around this time next week. Maybe you won't go on as late, but we'll have a little bit of a synopsis of Abu Dhabi. And after that, our content will be getting very much thin on the ground. But we're not done yet. As I said, we'll have one or two others as well before we finish up. But for now, goodbye and take care.